Hello everybody. Hope you're all doing safe and well. The last few days have been extremely dynamic, especially for the tech folks. Workplace missing, virtual hangouts, clocking long days working from home, learning new things. We're all doing it. So many of us juggle between different ideas and actions and may even have questions whenever we kickstart something new. And today, it's going to be special because we're having a person with us who's done multiple hats in the corporate world and he's going to be talking to us about his experiences. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and this is Aishwarya your host. I'd love to welcome today Mr. Vijay Rajagopal, Director of Strategy and Corporate Development at Quest Corp Limited. Hi Vijay. Hi, good evening Aishwarya. So good to be speaking to you today Vijay. Likewise, likewise and uh, happy to be uh... uh talking to everyone else you know who is listening to this uh uh podcast totally so uh let's start with a little introduction about you you started your career as a consultant moving on to being a banker an investor and then an entrepreneur that's an interesting mix i should say so you know, would you like to elaborate for us yeah absolutely ashwarya i think uh, the first thing i would say is that uh, i'm grateful that uh, uh you know through the course of my uh, career i've had the opportunity to don multiple hats and uh, you know try to pursue things you know which uh, uh you know were close to my heart at uh, different uh, stages of my life so uh, so i think the way it all happened was uh, i think uh, i chose consulting i mean uh, that is fresh out of my b school uh, so mm-hmm. i you know graduated from uh, iim ahmedabad uh, way back in 2005 and um, as a fresh graduate i mean you're really not sure in terms of what you want to do in life uh, right like uh, and then uh, and, and when you're not sure they typically say consulting is the best option uh, because you try to uh, do different things and you try to experiment with what really appeals to you um so my the first two years of my career you know were in consulting uh, specifically i was doing uh, strategy and um, uh, operations consulting across a variety of industries and uh, i enjoyed that i enjoyed uh, working with clients i enjoyed uh, problem solving i you know really enjoyed recommending uh, things to them which could uh, make a difference uh, then after a couple of years i kind of realized that um, um, okay you know while uh, uh, you know uh, while i kind of enjoyed this uh, how about you know trying something uh, you know in finance so uh, finance was one of my uh, core specializations and even during my mba and uh, i thought okay uh, uh, maybe i could give it a shot and early enough in my career uh, i thought okay now is probably a time to really experiment and see um, right and in terms of what i really want to do uh, on a fairly uh, uh, long term basis so which is when i switched to finance i joined uh, uh, icici's global innocent banking group and i was based out of singapore and uh, for a couple of years i was part of the capital markets team i was doing a lot of transactions and and all of that uh, which is when i realized that uh, 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 you know from a uh, uh, you know from a transaction advisory to uh, actually doing investing was something which kind of appealed to me and that was also around the time when uh, in india a lot of venture capital activity was was booming uh you know i'm i'm talking of this you know sometime around 2007 uh, at thereabouts so when uh, a lot of uh, uh, venture capital hap- activity was uh, j- just started and then you know uh, and while it dipped in 2008 close to the uh, uh crisis it again started you know peaking you know from 2010 right. 11 12 onwards so this around the time i thought okay 
um, why not get into investing? And um, you know, that was something which... Uh, so I loved uh, analyzing companies. I loved um, uh, looking at businesses to see what is the growth potential, looking at uh, companies and founders and seeing, uh, literally being part of their dreams, right? So as, a, as an investor, what you do is you essentially partake in dreams. That's what, you know, I would see it, you know, you help build a large empire from, um, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, from the foundation or at, where, 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 or at whichever stage the, uh, the entrepreneur had taken it to. Uh, right and uh, so I kind of saw myself enabling that uh, as an investor so I spent almost a little more than six years as an investor uh, across a couple of funds I was lucky enough to be a director on the board of five companies so at at, uh, very close quarters you know I worked with CEOs to uh, essentially solve problems uh, to see you know what challenges come up um, across different functions to navigate through, you know, different vagaries of the market, uh, wherever they were operating, to continuously scale, you know, while still retaining the strong foundation, all of the things, you know, I could enable them to do that at uh, at very close quarters. I mean, uh, and uh, that is that was an experience which I'm I found immensely valuable, because that's when I realized what it really takes to build companies, uh, what it really takes to build. Uh, sustainable enterprises uh, you know over a period of time and um, uh, and uh, you know that was across uh, different industries i mean i did that across consumer businesses technology businesses um, industrial businesses and so on and uh, you know and that really kind of sowed the seeds in my mind in terms of saying okay uh, after having seen all this right like so after having consulted for companies after having uh, invested into companies and helped them scale up why not actually take the plunge and uh, be an entrepreneur myself, uh, right? So that's really when, uh, you know, in some sense, I made the transition from uh, literally one end to the other end, uh, right? You know, where you're kind of actually, t- you know, taking that step and making the journey. And uh, that's how my, uh, uh, my journey as an entrepreneur started, Aishwarya. Wow, I think that's a wonderful story. Uh, it, it really seemed like a story to me when you tried to explain the entire journey. Because, you know, most of us would know about connecting dots where, you know, Steve Jobs says you need to connect the dots and try to see how your choices would influence uh, the path that you're taking. And that's something that I am seeing with what you've done so far when you just try to explain how you've done those multiple roles. Because, uh, you know, starting with experimentation, I feel you've got your strengths uh, right and experimenting what is your passion and what is your core strengths and as you termed what is the fundamental that I would like to work upon and take that trajectory in the career path and as I was saying today's listeners would definitely be a great set of people who love trying new things and I think this could be a very good start for them to understand how to pick the couple of uh, things that we're most passionate about and work towards that in a very uh, focused manner. And it was good when you explained how you made use of some opportunities. Like, you know, it was uh, BC was a prime time when you were there working in the field and you were able to easily juggle between one role to another. So I think uh, that clearly brought out the point that uh, we need to be a lot of... uh, 
you know visible with respect to opportunities and we need to uh, understand what might suit us and you know just grab one that mm-hmm. we think we might contribute better so i was able to pick up a lot of good lessons from uh, your story yeah yeah absolutely aishwarya i think you captured it uh, pretty well um i think what um, i would uh, i would say uh, really helped was being able to match what i like to what opportunities came up uh, right and uh, you know exactly. to you know so exactly so to be able to see uh, to to kind of see the fit and then build on from there so so for example you know i realized that investing was something that i kind of wanted to get into and the opportunities were also coming and then i thought um, you know why not get into it and really get deep into what it really takes to successfully build enterprises and uh, some of the companies that have that have been part of uh, as a director and as an investor i've seen scale ups of 5 uh, times 6 times some of them even 10 times you know in terms of their revenues and um, i know it's a very satisfying feeling when you look back and you see that the companies which you kind of seen them as babies uh, really grow up as uh, kids and teens and now i think you know full fledged adults it's it's, so it's cool. yeah it's it's a very satisfying feeling so true yeah and i i think you also tend to grow with each level of you know working experience and i think in your case every year should have been exciting uh, with a lot of uh, inputs for you to take up and actually put it on to the next role that you are moving into and it was a wonderful thing that when you stated you need to be able to match your skills with the opportunity because that is the only way that you will be so passionate about uh, the thing that you're taking up So yeah. yes, that's an important point that most of us need to have when we're trying to do uh, or get into multiple actions. So Definitely. a very good point of that. Yeah. So I would like to explore a bit deeper into what you called as your foundation, which is the fintech. Mm. So I I understand that you have like a very uh, a focused learning and a focused uh, career stint into fintech. Mm. So. how did you develop this interest in this particular area and what led further to take up and lead strategy and operations for a fintech firm like paypal yeah that's a good question so i think you know what i realized happening was that uh, um i realized that you know technology was uh, uh, really disrupting finance in a big way uh, right and i could see that happening all over uh, uh, the industry and w- what was happening around me right so to give you an example right so uh, uh, so my my mom uh, was a career banker right and i kind of uh, uh, having uh, grown up you know while she was working i i kind of knew how banking operated and i could see that you know how historically um, you know banking had always been um, there had been a lot of legacy and tradition to the way banks operated right so there were branches there were checkbooks you know people used to visit branches um uh, right and then uh, uh, you know there were there were certain ways in which they operated uh, where i felt that uh, i could see that you know the moment uh, technology was leapfrogging and thanks to internet really picking up um uh, you know thanks to mo- uh, mobile connections uh, growing uh, literally going through the roof over the years i found that uh, and especially the the next generations and next generations were becoming savvy enough to realize that hey uh, i don't really need to go to a branch uh, right i would like to do my banking the way i do my uh, food ordering right uh, i would like to do uh, you know my financial savings or investment like the way i do uh, a cab uh, hailing 
right like so so i realized that you know there was uh, you know from a customer standpoint more and more people were wanting new age solutions um uh, and the new age solutions were needed for banking for wealth management uh for related areas like insurance and and all of those areas right so i realized that uh, and the only way which the that could happen was through technology and in some ways the uh, what was happening uh, in the uh, in some of the developed markets were already showing us the way right uh, yeah. uh, you know so i realized that that was happening and so uh, you know and uh, as i became more and more interested in that space i realized that so much could be done all uh, right and uh, if you kind of retrace uh, almost uh, i would say 7 8 years back and now you can see the immense development that has happened in the fintech space right so people being yeah. so attuned to mobile payments people being so comfortable to mo- with mobile banking people being so used to wallets uh, you know very comfortable with the digital transactions very comfortable with using uh, credit cards and that too on mobile websites all of this uh, right i kind of in some sense uh, you know i i could see that these things were 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 on their way and which is when i decided to uh, be part of the founding team of a fintech venture uh, the venture was called zeta and we were trying to solve a problem related to how to digitize uh, tax savings and how to digitize employee reimbursements right yeah. and you know and uh, which is when we thought okay let us really make an impact here and the underlying infrastructure can be a payment solution but how do you really create a digital solution which helps several uh, thousand customers uh, you know to really transform from a from a mode where they were using traditional means including paper and uh, you know very cumbersome means to save taxes to completely digital uh, right so which is what we launched and uh, i'm very happy to say that uh, uh, you know we successfully scaled up um, uh, in fact the solution were to to begin with it was a digital version of uh, sodexo uh you would you might recall the sodexo meal voucher passes which used to be there in the form yes. of paper yes yes yeah, yeah so the first thing we realized that the paper solutions were completely uh cumbersome not only for the customer but also for the retailer to whom you hand it out to um right uh, um so the there were multiple pain points in the moment you know we made it digital it was extremely convenient it was convenient for the corporate hr to issue it to their employees it was convenient for the employee who is the customer to go to the shop and spend it it was convenient for the shopkeeper because he could get instant settlement uh, right so so we started with that so the the crux was to solve a customer pain point and then we built a whole suite of solutions alongside that uh, right so uh, and uh, i would say that you know that really scaled up well um, we over a period of couple of years i got a lot of uh, alliances and partnerships going we reached more than 200 plus corporate customers we crossed more than 30000 retail outlets and we crossed more than uh, 10 crore in terms of monthly transaction uh, volume which was passing through a system so it was a very very uh, successful journey for me mm-hmm. yeah and uh, to your question in terms of how did the transition to paypal happen so uh, i built zeta i built zeta for uh, a few years and uh, and then we had sodexo actually wanting to invest in us as a strategic partner so uh, you know we had a part successful exit to sodexo and post that i realized that uh, you know you know what next you know was the question right so uh, you you know you being part of a founding team being part of an exit now what next and then i realized that um, 
you know in the same area why not look at a, a much larger canvas you know why not look at something which uh, was truly global in terms of scale and scope all right and um, which is when i took up the role in paypal i took up the role as the national head of strategy and operations for paypal uh, and uh, uh, and you know as part of the role i ha- i donned uh, uh, multiple hats uh, in terms of you know what i did and successfully drove drove multiple initiatives which were very very impactful to, in terms of driving paypal's growth and uh, and you know that's how the whole transition happened uh, right from a mm-hmm. from a founder entrepreneur to a to a uh, you know successful a senior leader in a corporate i think the transition happened but going back to the point that you made right uh, i stuck to my passion so i realized that my passion is fintech uh, right so you know i love that space uh, i love uh, following what happens across various domains in that space i love tracking you know what is happening globally to what is happening you know in india and how do we really um, you know make things happen in india and that's what led me to choose that role incredible vijay what i personally could connect to a lot with uh, your mm. experience of how did you choose fintech and how did you go through this entire transformation is is the fact that you you still stuck to uh, taking it uh, you know a level up in each of these cases because you found what your passion and calling was and then you moved on to uh, st- starting to use your present skills and you tried having that founder's experience to go and put put it out in the market to have an entire commerce journey with you and uh, how you found out the very core purpose of you know uh, converting an entire paper based uh, problem statement into completely digital mm-hmm. is wonderful transaction and investment is something that each of us would connect to it's like a household term and it's something that all of us are related with at mm-hmm. some point in life so uh, to make the entire uh, financial journey of a person be it in terms of transactions or insurances investments all of these into digital at, at least you know during those early uh, 2000s is 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 a very interesting journey that you took through so i feel mm-hmm. that i can the lesson that i pick up for myself and for the couple of listeners would be this to actually apply what you learn at each point in time and try to scale it up in a bigger term like how you did with moving on from zeta into paypal where you tried uh, putting all of your strategies into a global yeah. scale Before thanks thanks ashura i think you, you summarized it pretty well and uh, i've been fortunate to have had those kind of experiences uh, yeah so true Yeah, certainly. My next question to you would be something more in the similar lines, because for most of us who are listening to this podcast and who are aspiring tech geeks, uh, venturing into starting up their on, on their own, what would be like your quick checkpoints or you know so-called things to always remember when somebody is just yeah. starting up? What I would really say is uh, first to kind of take a real close look and reflect in terms of what is it that drives oneself, right? So what is it that really uh you know uh, makes makes me feel excited you know what is it that uh, makes me feel that yeah that is something that literally you know i could do uh i could do every day uh, right i could i could spend as much time as i want uh, uh you know there there is this concept called flow so when i am doing that activity or when i am thinking about something what is it that puts me in the flow right uh, you can think of it like right. uh, let's say when a expert musician is performing um let's say in a, an instrument you know so the moment they hit the flow i think the entire audience can feel it uh, right uh, they they can sense that there is something special going on 
you know and yeah. that is because those expert artists you know whether it's musicians whether it's painters whether it is uh, uh, uh you know whether it is other uh, performers who uh, you know who are in the uh, in the fine fine arts they are able to hit the flow and i would say that that element of flow is available to all of us irrespective of you know which uh, domain we are in ir- irrespective of which profession we are in what is that thing that lets me hit my flow okay and uh, the moment you are able to get that uh, then i think it's easier to align oneself to doing more that causes the flow right and to different people it's different uh, so for example uh, uh, you know whether it is sports or whether it is fine arts or whether it is anything else people excel because they are able to get themselves into the flow right so my yeah. my my uh, suggestion really would be is to reflect upon what gets you into the flow okay mm-hmm. so so and if the moment you are able to zero in on that then in in terms of uh, saying that okay no i like this now what is it that i can add value right what is it you know i can add value to the larger community the community could be uh, however i define it but how do i add value and how do i add value if you kind of think about it in a different way it is in terms of what is the problem that i'm looking to solve here right what is the what is the pain point that i'm trying to address right uh, if i were to uh, attack this you know does it really make a significant impact to a to a lot of people and in doing that significant impact you know is there an opportunity for a sustainable business right so you know the moment the moment one thinks along these lines then i think naturally things will flow now i think it starts with a subtle idea and then you know one is able to build on it right uh, you know so that is one piece that i would say that you know find what is it that that enables you to be in flow that is the first point the second point i would say is that never get into starting a business because you think it could be financially rewarding right the right, fin- the right. financial reward actually should be a natural consequence of what you are doing uh, right you know one should have fun in in terms of building the enterprise one should have fun in terms of actually developing something which solves problems uh, right and the moment yeah. the moment that happens then the all the other financial rewards monetary rewards the money will naturally flow okay so you know it is it is in terms of you know it is in terms of putting the horse before the cart uh, right so the cart is in terms of you know how am i will i have fun in solving this problem will i have fun in you know building this business and if the answer is yes that's when i would suggest that you know one should jump into it it is more like looking at the monetary aspect of it as not a cause but a consequence so you know no don't put it like that is your prime driver behind yeah. what you're doing but rather put uh, some something that you call as your passion or something that you personally connect to as your driver so that that leads to a consequence of monetary yes i swear absolutely yeah i i think i like the bit of psychological influence that you got through in in this answer because i also personally believe in the fact that you need to get that connect with an action that yeah. you're picking up to do something more like you know you you only you can do this and you know you add value to this because you find a personal mind connect with the particular thing mm. that you're taking up just to summarize what you've explained now what drives us what's happening around us uh, what is it that we want to solve more like the problem and what is it as a value that we want to add i think these four questions at any point in time can always give answers exactly. as you mentioned exactly yes 
one thing that we should never forget at this point in time is the present mm. covid situation it's uh, absolutely changed the way that businesses function today so as founder investor strategist and even a senior management leader what's your biggest takeaway from uh, this so called embracing digital yeah. time so i think uh, you know while we have this uh, event upon all of us i think the entire global community i would really uh, you know urge people to see the silver lining you know in these black clouds right and uh, and the fact that no matter what opportunities will be there right opportunities will be there for the people who seek it uh, right opportunities will be there for the optimists right opportunities will be there for those who believe that irrespective of circumstances they have the will uh, to really drive and make things happen Mm-hmm. and uh, the reason i'm saying that is because um uh, you know so events like these right and there have been multiple instances of these happening to certain segments of the world or to sometimes the entire world at different points of time i think what has happened you know if one were to look back much later in term is that everything you know is really based upon how people have been resilient in terms of getting back right how people have yeah. believed that you know yes yes we understand everything that has happened uh, we understand you know everything that has happened in terms of all its seriousness and all its impact but there is this supreme human will power uh, right which has the ability to circumvent all of that you know which has the ability to dream and hope uh, right and that nobody can take it away unless you know one orients one's thoughts in that direction right yeah. so i would really yeah. urge people to you know believe in themselves right so i think it is uh, to and to really look for you know what are the nuggets here where i can uh, you know build things from right so the, yeah. the so the first real important aspect is to keep the faith in oneself right i think i think that's going to be supremely important the second thing is that you know to scout for what are the new opportunities that this is throwing up right now there is a period immediate and there is there's going to be a period which is little more medium term in terms of how things could uh, come back uh, there are there have been multiple experts who have talked about what could be the new normal i think yeah. the moment one has the lens in terms of saying what are the opportunities right now i think the, i think the first uh, real point is that now customers across the world uh, you know are much more are much more technologically savvy right in some sense because they uh, you know they it, that has been their only solution in these times you know whether it is in, whether you know we are talking of uh, uh, online ordering or you know having things delivered to your home or in terms of being able to connect to other people through digital means what definitely have has happened in this is that this whole thing has lifted the level of digital connectedness of the whole world right so so yeah. then the idea would be to think in terms of okay now what is that throw up in terms of opportunity what can i do to leverage that you know what how can my business transform it itself to to really build on that right so those are uh, you know the ways which you know one could uh, think about that and um, and to essentially see that uh, you know from from those what can emerge right so definitely i think what also tends to happen in these situations is people tend to predict extreme scenarios right so because uh, you know the, the 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 one should also have the balance to not go with the uh, you know with those dire predictions which um, you know people tend to make right so the idea was to take a balanced view and say that 
yes i think things it is not that they uh, you know what used to be will not return it might return uh, in the, in a different form uh, you know some of the things might remain the same some of the things might change how can i adapt you know how can i contribute and the most important question aishwarya is now how do i add value right so if one keeps yeah. asking the question whether as an individual uh, you know and you know if the way if you were to think if think of it as an individual how am i adding value to my family all uh, right as an individual how am i adding value to my company right as an individual how am i va- adding value to the company i am starting up and as a firm right whether it is a startup or it is a corporate how am i adding value to the various stakeholders who are reliant on me the stakeholders you know could be the public the stakeholders could be the shareholders stakeholders could be the customers suppliers all of them how am i adding value and how can i add more value right if one were to keep asking those questions then the answers will be there you know but the answers will come only if the first point which i said is there when you have the faith and when you believe in yourself that is what gets you the answers totally if there's something that this pandemic has proved it is the fact that uncertain is possible and uncertain mm. is manageable because uh, when you mentioned how adaptability is important i was trying to see how much adaptable all of us have been in the yeah. last couple of months right from the start of this whole um, outbreak to where we are now i feel each day is dynamic and what we call as new normal is dynamic it's it's not going to be the same day as ever mm. each day so uh, considering that fact as you said it's so good and heartwarming to see how much technology is impacting with communities mm. and with people around right from starting with you know school kids uh, who must have thought that the online uh, learning is going to take up in every school yes. every possible university i mean nobody thought of that and how would we even think that you know senior mm. citizens could order medicines or they could order uh, uh, vegetables mm. or their daily groceries mm. through just one click in the app so i think uh, if there's something that this pandemic has proved it's the fact that we can all really get mm. adapted to the situation and yeah as as you clearly pointed out how can we add more value so each question uh, uh, i mean each of us are asking this question mm. subconsciously every day how can we add value to ourselves the work that we do and that's that's how companies are also trying to provide as many uh, possibilities mm. to their employees like giving them food when they're working from home giving them more flexibility giving them more opportunities to mm. take up while they're working from home and that goes with our family time as well so the the two words that you mentioned is mm. resilience and adaptability but these two are driving our um, everyday in this so called uh, new normal yeah ishwara in fact i think the examples that you mentioned are very bang on uh, you know whether it is education in terms of uh, schools or colleges trying to connect to their student community virtually or uh, in terms of healthcare right where uh, yeah, you know totally. all medicines you know coming to one's doorsteps you know through online ordering i think those are things that have tremendously scaled up yeah i think it's taken more attention now as well because earlier they uh, i mean they might have been there earlier but it's good to see like how everybody is stepping up and everybody is trying to add that value to the community by understanding what's happening and trying to see how they can be of help to everybody around be it with technology and with all of the other exactly uh, exactly yeah um i think now that we're approaching to the end of this session which by the way i mm-hmm. really loved conversing let's shift uh, to fun mode with a quick rapid fire round so i'd be asking you like four questions and i just need like sure 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 yeah yeah i'm game yeah okay so first question your favorite quality and activity 
uh, taking a sneak peek, uh, I mean, away from work into and seeing what my son is doing. I have a son who is just a year and a half, year and a half old, thereabouts. Oh. Uh, so I keep stepping out and seeing what he's doing and have some fun and then come back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So next one, something that you tried and learned in the last few days? Yeah, so I tried making some exotic uh, dishes. I tried cooking uh, some wow. exotic dishes for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so uh, i think recently on uh, mother's day i uh, made her uh, milk kheer uh, special milk kheer and uh, and uh, i think uh, now she's saying i'm half decent as a cook so i take that as a <laughs> i think that's a best certification that you can uh, gain and you know you can be very proud of right now wow i'm, I'm turning into an chef uh, absolutely and and you know it's literally uh, like coming from the horse's mouth i think you know it's so uh, true. yeah I, 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 Knowledge by somebody who's already like a pro in the field is, I think, is, is the best feeling. Yeah, true, true, true. And then it helps that I get some brownie points while doing that. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, next question is, one tech person you would like to have dinner with? Like, if you have to just pick one person from this whole mm-hmm. tech world. I would love to have dinner with Sundar Pichai, uh, you know, ah, if nice. given the chance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've listened to some of his uh, speeches and I've always connected to the, to the fact that He's also someone you know who really urges people to follow their passion and do what so, their heart yes. tells them. Uh, so I resonate with that, and uh, yeah, would love to have a conversation if wishes come true. <laughs> <laughs> so um, once again, thank you so much for sharing some of your valuable insights with our listeners. And uh, yeah, this is um, a, a perfect. Yeah, thing thanks, Aishwarya, and uh, happy to have. Uh, Uh, shared some of what I have learned, uh, some of you know what I've been really grateful for in terms of the experiences uh, that I have had, and um, uh, you know if there is if there is just two things that people can take away from this uh, conversation, I would have considered it uh, to have been full. And then thanks to you for uh, uh, setting this up, and it's been a good conversation. I've really enjoyed this too, and um, yeah, I look forward to connecting with you again. Totally. Thank yes, you. Bye. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.